Welcome to Service Desk. I'm Andrew. And I'm Kim. How is your week so far, Andrew? <sighs> is it okay to sleep in the podcast? <laughs> oh man, I'm right there with you. I literally <laughs> slept over lunch today instead of, you know, researching because time management, that's a thing. <laughs> I, I, I feel horrible. Whenever I talk to someone who's like, you know, a mom of three, two jobs, uh, you know, five hobbies on the side and a husband. And I'm like, you would not believe the busy day I had. <laughs> <laughs> like I could just, I could hear eyes twirling in the back of the head, just <laughs> rolling over. Listen, when I was 24 or however old you are now, uh, you, oh, man, you that young is really kid- kind. <laughs> you young kids and your, uh, anyway, um, you know, when I was in my 20s and I didn't have children, like, it's legitimately a hard day for you because that's just... It's what you're used to. Exactly. It's more difficult yeah. than what you know. And so when you get to the point where you have had to live through literally no sleep because your child is crying <laughs> all night long, your definition of being tired shifts. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's like being a child, you know? You stub your toe, and that might literally be the most painful thing you've ever experienced in your life. Yeah, quite literally, yes. And so then yeah. after, you know, you've literally broken your arm and had your appendix removed, like, stubbing your toe is Or fine. your heart broken. Well. <laughs> you had to make it worse, Andrew. Yes, I know. I know. <sighs> I'm, I'm like that. No one ever gets used to broken hearts. But yes, it, it, was, a very, it was a very tiring day for me. They, um, I've been temporarily moved back to an old team to help assist them with some intense backlog of tickets that they have. So I'm calling people up and being like, hey, back in October, you called and said your computer can't turn on. (laughs) Is your computer working? (laughs) I've literally had that exact situation. (laughs) I I would hope that your computer's working by now, but uh, can I help you with anything? (laughs) Or calling a center or calling a uh, a location that and saying, you know, you asked if you needed to do anything special since the power companies that they were doing a reinstalled generators in the area. Well, they must have done that two months ago, so you should be good. <laughs> wow, that how? Yeah, I don't want to know how they got so far behind. <laughs> well, it's it's you know it's a huge huge projects are going on right now and it's just uh it's no one's fault honestly it's just you know you're taking all of your people and trying to take incoming calls and naturally things build up yeah tell me about it yeah that's been my thing at work too like i so when you we work different shifts depending upon the week or whatever and the idea is to kind of spread it out over you know a the whole crew rather than having one person always be kind of the whipping person for the early morning or the late night or whatever. Um, So this week it's been my seven to four shift so that we can cover that extra hour because we have people all over the United States. So we try to cover normal business hours east to west, you know, and so then you got to have those weird whatever. Um, So consequently, I have been working seven to four all week and the seven o'clock person takes the um, web cases that people like just write in and they're like, hey, I just have a quick question or they don't 
they think they're going to be on on um on hold for a while, so they just write in rather than calling. And sometimes it's legitimately like my system is not working and like this person really should have called in because like they have an emergency situation versus like I just have a question about an installation or some yeah. some functionality or something like and it's just interesting to see the difference in the cases that are created at seven o'clock central time versus like the cases that are created during the day because oh man sometimes it's legit like you need to be called before you're even open tomorrow so that we can go through what's wrong with your software versus uh just oh i, I have a a thing that i need to figure out how to do in the system you know yeah <sighs> it, it, the, the different mediums to report uh, the, the same thing you know people should you know call in something more important and now uh, they just send it through an email and then they sometimes we have people who do the they'll send an email and then they'll they'll go through their web portal rather and then they'll um call because they haven't gotten anybody to call them back in 15 minutes and it's like dude it takes like 10 minutes to get to dispatch like i don't know how you think we're going to get this ticket in time for us to call you in 15 like <laughs> you you could have just you know called and been on hold and gotten to us before the end of the 15 minutes <sighs> So, so with all this, your week's been pretty kind of crazy as well, then? That and we do hosting for some of the client because, you know, like software as a service is a huge thing. And so some of our stuff is like we have some clients that just like install things and they take care of all their own things and we just help them if something goes awry. And then other clients we have all in data centers that we control and yada yada. And um, with that kind of a setup, we have to do, like, if there's an upgrade, we have a bunch of data centers and we have a bunch of different, you know, server farms and whatever. And so there's a, always a whole bunch of, like, we have to get the documentation together. That's not my team, but, like, there has to be the documentation that goes out and says in, you know, a month, we're going to do this upgrade for your company. And so then you need to do X, Y, and Z to get ready. And then after the upgrade happens... You're going to need to make sure that this is the same version as the one that's in the data center and yada, yada, yada. And so those kind of things, it's very time consuming because then you get all of your clients calling in and being like, hey, oh. I I don't fully understand the instructions and <laughs> I don't know what my what I have installed. And so then there's been just a lot of like it. It just takes time. You know, it's not difficult work. It's just you're walking them through and playing counselor and like, it's not going to be the end of the world. And you know, those kind of things that it's, I actually kind of like it in a way because it's very like, I actually have documentation in front of me. I have the answers for these people and I can just be like, Oh yes, when you do this, it's going to do this and yada, yada. Now on the other side of this, I don't know how I'm going to feel, but <laughs> once the once things are actually updated and things are breaking because somebody didn't install things correctly, that's going to be no fun. But <laughs> the people who plan ahead, I, I don't mind. They're great. So uh, do you have any news for us this week, Andrew? Well, I was thinking with the year kind of closing up and every website out there is releasing things that are the year in review and the top you know. 10 blanks of <laughs> 2019 yeah 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 
I figured we were going to do something similar today, but we're not going to do the best or the top. I'm just going to say, and I'm going to ask you, what was a favorite tech product that was released this year or in higher uh, attention that you wanted to talk about? Oh, goodness. Uh huh. Um, the one actual so tech problem. Yeah, like the one thing yeah. I've actually like had ex- real like hands-on experience with in my daily life is my. I got a Google Pixel Four, but that's not like the best thing. That was just because my phone was old and I needed a new one. Like, I like Pixels, but I'm I would be more excited to get the One Plus, but Verizon doesn't carry them. Oh, the new process. I don't even know if they're new, but I realized the power of um, the AMD Ryzen processors. Oh, that's actually a fantastic choice. That's been... Uh, even just the fact that AMD is kind of... Resurging. Making back a market share. Well, and part of that is because of Intel's lack of taking care of their um, Spectre issue, which is still not really taken care of, but kind of, but, you know... No, that, that's a that's a that's a good choice because I mean, for the longest time, right or wrong, if you were to buy a computer, AMD would be the budget. Yeah, yeah, I can't afford it, you know, an i five or an i seven, so I'll just get a cheap AMD. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, AMDs are they're holding their own with Intel. They are, um, and they're still well, relatively budget. I mean, they they've definitely crept up in price just because yeah. they're becoming more popular, and I'm sure it's one of those supply demand situations but yeah just the performance that i've seen i've been watching uh linus tech tips i don't know if you've heard of them but he did a thing where he was comparing he was comparing amd and intel and like showing the different speeds that they can go and he was saying that amd actually performed significantly better than he was anticipating like he just goes in and it's like okay I'm going to test these things and see how they actually perform. And AMD outperformed Intel, and he was shocked. So that was really fun. I know I know a lot of people have been releasing benchmarks mm-hmm. that are more uh, standardized, whereas Intel uses a lot of benchmarks that are very favorable towards the hardware. Uh-huh. So people are starting to realize that, you know, in real-world day-to-day activities... It's not as quite cut and dry as a lot of people thought. Well, and one thing that was really fascinating to me um, was also comparing a a MacBook. I forget which one, whatever the newer one is for the year. And and talking about the performance and how technically with the build that is in the Mac, it should have a significantly better output and quality and speed and such. But the thing is that they specifically throttle the speeds because they don't have the airflow that they should have for the kind of speed and uh, heat output that the processors and the fans and everything or the video cards and all that are putting through and so rather than put more holes in their pretty little machines they just throttle the speeds so that it doesn't overheat which i mean makes sense but you're still losing you're not getting accurate performance of the hardware that you're quoting. Exactly. And that was what was being pointed out. So there's just been a lot of little things like that that I've picked up on this year that are like, huh, that explains why I, I'm not as big of a fan of, well, I mean, Mac in general is overpriced, but 
like when people are all like, oh, my MacBook is so much better. And then it takes them like, you know, however long to, to run a uh, audio editing, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, really? Your GarageBand takes that long to load? Hmm. My Reaper loads instantly. That's great. Well, on my side of the, the thing, I kind of cheated and I thought of this before. So I had something going in. Of course. Was the rise of streaming services. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only now do you have, you know, like Hulu, Netflix, and now like Disney Plus, which was the, I think it was only released like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And it's and it was the most it was the most searched Google term of the year. Oh, sure. That doesn't surprise yeah. me. Well, because we've known it was coming for most of the year. Yeah, so. that's true. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So people are probably Wednesday coming doing a lot of searching yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, so that and then we also have like Google Stadia, um, a lot of other devices and uh, platforms out there where you're streaming like video games. Sure. So not just movies and TV. Then you have all the different uh, services out there now for like music. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you also have all of the different services out there for just uh, like software or the announcement that Microsoft is heavily looking into streaming the OS itself or all these things out there that are kind of relying upon a backbone of good enough internet that we have built in America now that allows us to stream all this content. So I think coming up in future years, we're going to see a huge shift as the rest of the country kind of catches up with where most of the civil, you know, most of the population lives. Yeah, that that's another thing. Like these kind of technology advances, depending upon the internet, are very heavily favoring those who live in cities and more populated areas. Whereas, you know, out in the boondocks of Nebraska, where it it's a serious consideration as to whether to run a enough Ethernet or cable line or whatever out to a house that's literally half a mile from the road where you're laying your cable like they're not gonna run a hundred thousand dollars worth of fiber out to somebody's house that's just one you know (laughs) person so anyway i speak for the rule people (laughs) the okay lorax basically yeah but no i think it's gonna be i think this was kind of the first year that most people are starting to realize what's to come mm-hmm. with all the tech advancements is that things that you would never even imagine streaming in the past oh, no. are now yeah. completely arbitrary. There's no reason not to stream. Yeah. Them. Fiber makes it completely feasible in a good chunk of the United States where at least a good population chunk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's really interesting to think about how streaming is going to interact with the various devices that you can use to go virtual reality on now. Oh, good (laughs) transition. I was just about to ask, so what are we doing today? No, you don't ask. Uh, You let me transition. I like it. There you go. You are the the queen of it. (laughs) So anyway, virtual reality is one of those things that I don't know. We've seen it in popular culture for ages and ages. You know, if you think back to Star Trek, like their hollow suites were all about virtual reality in the middle of space or whatever. You could go back in time and have your stupid gangster showdown on 
Star Trek. Sorry, some of those really irked me, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of baggage there. I do not want to unpack. <laughs> so let's move on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so like a virtual reality itself has actually been around as a concept, well, for quite a while. But like the first yeah. kind of. I would call them prototypes. I wouldn't say that they were real virtual reality. Would have been back in like the 60s. And they had some very basic like this is and it was not at all, you know, pretty. I mean, like you remember the the viewmasters, the the things that uh, read with click, like click. Yeah, yeah. And they'd have the little picture discs. Those were kind of a form of virtual reality. You know, I would have never connected it, but I mean, yeah. Because they put you into a semi-3D view field and it blocked out everything yeah. else. So it's it's very interesting how like we didn't think of it that way when we were children, you know? No, no. It was just pretty pictures. Now I'm remembering things like the uh, kaleidoscope. Oh, sure. Tubes and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you put two of those up, that would be a virtual reality kind of simulation uh, as well. Of, uh, I don't know what it would be of, but I'm sure it'd be fun. Trippy. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's probably some people that have already done that. And for reasons that <laughs> kids would not quite think of. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So it, it's kind of become a big thing. I don't know. Over the last few years. The the main how it's done, there's usually some kind of giant mask that you put over your eyes. And mm -hmm. the very basic is just having something connected to that, that you're able to walk around and in theory be in a different location. And then now, is it is is VR considered separate than augmented reality? It, yeah. Okay. Because with with VR, I I picture like you said, it's like a mask that you put on. You're cutting out as much probably outside sensory as you can. Right. Whereas with like augmented reality, it's kind of like maybe like a glasses that you put on that you see through. Right. So or a phone that you hold up that sees the world around you. Yeah. So like the Google Google Glass that they were trying to push, that would be an augmented reality situation. Or a mixed reality. Yeah. So would you consider it's kind of like the cousin or like a related sister of right. VR? Yeah. It it's a similar concept, just not quite as immersive as virtual reality. And part of the reason people think uh, or people are so drawn to to virtual reality is it can give you a more intense experience. So like, have you mm -hmm. ever seen people playing Beat Saber? Yes. It's hilarious, right? Those videos are amazing to see. Yeah. And like they can really get into it and they're, you know, jamming away. Beat Saber is a game in which you have eight, uh, you're just holding the the controller, right? Like I don't I guess I never really pay attention to what they're holding on to. Yep. It's just like the controller. Um but you have a normally there's like a or you can have like a virtual reality mask with it. And if that's the the case then <laughs> They're usually going wild and you want to keep a good 10 feet distance. Um, <laughs> but they're trying to swing their their uh, controllers in a certain direction, depending upon what the screen says, and uh, try to do it to the beat of whatever music is playing. It's the basics of Beat Saber. But that's 
a form of virtual reality in which you are immersed in a thing. And if you, especially if you have the whole full headset, it's quite the thing. Have you ever seen any, like, have you seen people with the virtual reality headset or is it just on the screen that you've watched? Um, I've actually done it myself. Oh, have you? How did you do? Yep. So I, I, um, I did, it was kind of like an intro game that just came with it. Um, I want to say it was the, the one that's owned by Facebook, the Oculus Rift. Yeah. I did the Oculus Rift. And it was the one where you had to have like the cameras around you. Oh, okay. Not the new one where it, you don't have to have cameras that see your body. Right. So, and that's part of what's been interesting with the growing uh, virtual reality is that, like you said, when it started, like you had to have cameras so that it could sense where you were in space so that it could then display to you whatever was coming next in your virtual land. But with the way that the the various pieces like, you know, in, a, in every cell phone, there are sensors built in to know like what the orientation of the cell phone is. So if it's laying down, it knows that you're not touching it just and it can be, you know, it, the screen can be black. But if you pick it up, a lot of cell phones anymore will the screen will at least come to the lock spot and have you the clock or the whatever else you might have on your lock screens show. So that way you can start to unlock it or whatever. And so it kind of takes that kind of technology that we we now use every day in our phones and puts it into the headset that you put on to see. And so then it can sense when you're moving and uh, they all have, well, not all, uh, the higher end ones will have the ability to track your eye movement as well. Mm, yeah. Depending on how how little latency there is in the reaction time between your eye movement and head movement and body movement and the what's displayed to you, that all helps you to feel more immersed. So the lower the latency, the faster everything moves, the more you feel like you're in that world. So all of this has been growing um, by leaps and bounds over the last few years. And like you said, the Oculus Rift, it went from you need cameras around you to now it's all built into the headset. And it can even sense, like, it used to be that you had to have, like, these really dumb-looking gloves on. <laughs> but, I am, yeah. yeah, and, like, you can still get the gloves, but it can now sense where your hands are when you're in virtual reality. Some of them now you can look down and you can see your hands while you're in whatever land it is. If it's trying to say show you as a different creature or whatever, you can see a different color skin and that that's what was fantastic and just blew my mind when it came to uh stepping into like this virtual world was that it was there was no uh learning curve oh yeah like you were yeah you were holding this remote and exactly where you would expect to see your hand you saw a virtual hand yeah. and you've twisted your hand and you maybe hit some of the buttons to make the the fingers move in certain ways uh -huh. and it was just it was just, it blew my mind how easy it was for me to just accept that I was doing things that I wasn't doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and a lot of what it tries to tap into is how your brain already... Um, I interprets. There we go. How your brain already interprets the world around you. So a good VR system will be that intuitive it will be 
oh, I just look here and this thing is doing this. So I reach out and touch it and then it stops doing that. Like it's just normal things that happen around your life in general. Um, and so then you can apply that to like when you're talking about AR, um, augmented reality, you know, most of our phones, we don't carry around Oculus Rifts with us everywhere. <laughs> but there's still some fun things where it can take like the camera on the phone and show you the picture of whatever's in front of you and then put superimpose something onto that. So like one of the most uh, probably popular versions of this would be Pokemon Go in which you can yeah. have Pokemon pop up all over the place and then you've got a little Snorlax sitting in the middle of the sidewalk and you can try to catch it with a Pokeball, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's those kind of things that are fun and it's just something that is part of our life now and we don't even think about it being augmented reality. It's just a game, you know? But it's really fascinating how easily this mixes in with our society anymore. So these these units that we have available, so like the Oculus Rift, the View, um, are there what what are like what are the big ones right now? We have those two. Are there other ones that are making a lot of like traction? I think I saw that like Microsoft had like a forget what they call it, but it was like a helmet that you kind of put on. But they almost seem to be more gearing that towards like office work. Oh yeah, like and that's another fascinating thing is that it's not just games. Like like you said, office work. They there's talk of using it to make. Well, okay, it, have you seen or uh, read the uh, the book with all the '80s references? Crap. Uh, Ready Player there One. There we go. Thank you. Um, yes, I have. I have done both. So. Ready Player One, the whole basis of the story is that there's a kid who attends a virtual high school. Rather than actually physically going somewhere, he gets into mm -hmm. his like suit that connects him to the high school, and then he can go and learn and be there all day, and then come home, home, in quotes, and uh, just take his suit off, basically, and then... In their particular world, it was crap and you didn't want to be there anyway. So you just went back into the virtual world and went wherever else you wanted to go. But it's that kind of, we can theoretically get to that point where travel doesn't necessarily have to happen because we can just go and trick our minds into thinking we have experienced all of the things. So anyway, so yes, virtual offices are a concept that we can even begin to consider partially because of virtual reality. I um I remember getting really excited because you could basically the entire office would be your workspace. So like if you had this helmet on or ideally it would just be like a pair of glasses, you really wouldn't have, you know, like monitors per se. You would just be able to see content where you need it. Oh yeah. You could like Take it, you know, take like a piece of paper and throw it at the wall to stick it up as like a sticky note. Or, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, there's just countless things that you can do with it that I'm more excited about the non video gaming aspects of virtual reality than I am with the video gaming. Yeah, because I mean, 
there's enough of them that have high enough graphics that blur the lines between reality and fiction as it is that it's eh, whatever. But like being able to blur the lines between reality and fiction in the real world is a, a little bit scary, maybe slightly dystopian, but you know, it just, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you were asking about specific uh, versions of it that are kind of popular right now. So you already mentioned Oculus. Um, they are by far the the top when it comes to this. And the, there's another thing where um, you can have your phone kind of be the the basis. <laughs> so there's I I got one of those. Ugh. Oh, did you? Is it terrible? It's it's just it's disappointing. Maybe if you had. Like, I think Google actually makes a headset that fits their phone perfectly. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it has, like, a remote, whereas I just have some, like, third-party... Oh, yeah, and don't, don't do that. Don't, yeah. That's not real virtual reality. Um, but, yeah, so there's a few of those. Like, HTC has one, which really kind of blows my mind because I don't really think of HTC as being a huge phone thing, but they've got something called the mm -hmm. Vive Virtual Reality System, which... According to bestreviews.com, is apparently the best of the year, which blows my mind. Really? Yeah. So it's... Huh. I don't know. Like I said, I've not gotten to try any of these things, so I'm not 100% sure. But like Samsung and Google both have um, things built for their phones so that you can insert the phone and it fits perfectly and you can use it for your yeah. as your virtual reality thing of course that gives you the problem of how much battery your phone has to be able to keep you immersed so that's we we always come back to battery life it seems like <laughs> for most of these things. which i mean hopefully it sounds like we're about to be making some good inroads on that yeah we will have to talk about that news sometime but those are are kind of the the big ones are like it's oculus and then phone stuff like microsoft oh they're just selling oculus rift oh that's funny yeah like uh, they're clearly not selling any of their own because everything on their website that they're selling are htv or htc vive oculus samsung like it's all not their stuff and we all know though what microsoft does well w when it comes to this like i said uh there's a lot more than just video game. There's businesses, there's, you know, motorcycle helmets, there's uh, being a surgeon and actually controlling like a robot. That's um, one of the uses that I'm really most interested in is the the training for things that you, yes. you really shouldn't do, but we need to learn how to do. And the best way to learn, of course, as everybody knows, is to do most of the time yeah and so to have those kind of training things where it's like we could theoretically train our surgeons how to do surgery without risking patients that's fantastic to, to have that kind of specific training material that you don't have to worry about accidentally killing somebody because you have somebody who's never done an open heart surgery before that just mind-boggling that we can have these kind of advancements and you know it comes to things like uh police officers war i mean 
literally i would say any profession out there there's going to be a use for it once it becomes easy and um practical mm -hmm. like when they become as easy to use as a cell phone it's not going to be just nerds that get it it's going to be anybody i mean imagine retirement homes 30 years down the line oh sure you know i if i ever get to be that age i just want to be strapped into a chair and <laughs> throw me in a virtual world like ready player one well and there's been definitely some conversation around that kind of stuff um it's more at this point pointed towards uh like people who've been injured or you know have some form of disability that keeps them from being able to do things like having this gives them a more immersive way to interact with the rest of the world which yeah. is fascinating and the the thing that you're talking about though with the office is actually called a uh, hololens and yes it's thank you it's technically more of an augmented reality i think is what you're thinking of um unless you're maybe it is i i know there were certain like levels to it or... oh well and maybe that's the thing this particular version of it is more like an augmented reality like you can have the uh you can have a video conference going while your hands are free to be able to yeah uh do the thing and have somebody guide you exactly what you're doing or you can have your i mean keep your hands free in all of these cases but you could potentially be watching a video on uh, training how to do a thing. And then, you know, currently you would put it on your phone or on your laptop or tablet or whatever. And then you'd have to pause and come back and whatever. And with this kind of thing, you could potentially be like, pause video as you're working on a thing so that you can finish the step. Because how many times have you attempted to be learning how to do yeah. something and then, like, you had dirty hands. You're falling behind. Yeah. Yeah. Because you couldn't figure out how to do the first step. And so then four steps later, you're like, oh, I can't <laughs> pause it. My hands are dirty. I don't want to get my screen all nasty. So it's it's that kind of thing. And I think uh, some of it they're trying to build into, like, Cortana or Siri or what have you. Um, well, not necessarily Siri. I haven't seen anything really VR from the Apple side of things. Oh, I guess I do have... Oh, wait, no. That's funny. Apple VR headset. <laughs> First one, Samsung. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do know that Apple is getting more and more open to working with other vendors and other companies. Well, they have to. Uh yeah. That's a whole business conversation. So well, Apple is definitely behind the ball on this one, which is kind of surprising considering Apple's usually the leader, um, or at least has been in the past. But, I mean, they've been talking about... It was the Google Glass and the Apple Watch were the two things that one year. And now they're talking about smart glasses for Apple sometime maybe next year. Um, they kind of want a headset in 2020, but it's at this point, most of this stuff is like rumor stage. So it's yeah hard to tell. So that's one thing. Which is why, which is why, you know, I like the, at least for VR, look at the stuff that's here because, you know, it's companies like Google that they're going out on a limb. They're trying things when it comes to augment reality. They had uh -huh. Google glass, you know, 
the world wasn't quite ready for it at the time. <laughs> well, but neither, I think it's like um, neither was our stuff. Like now we're so used to wearing uh, Fitbits and Apple Watches and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Like having glasses that have a pop up display doesn't seem as bizarre as it did five years ago. You know, it's really fascinating to me. I, of course, one of the major drawbacks is that you have to have a machine to go with it that has a strong enough graphics card. Because like I said, the latency is a huge deal. And I've heard of people getting sick using these because, yeah. you know... The the sickness is a legit thing that some people kind of just can't do it right now. Well, I was pushed back on you needing a computer, though, because I think the latest Oculus Rift doesn't actually need one yeah because the i think the latest headset actually yeah it, it runs just on itself which is awesome yeah it obviously you'll have to have something probably to hook that up to i would imagine for downloads and updates and all that but yeah but it's like any phone now like we were talking about you can put your phone into these systems and have quote-unquote virtual reality um but like we have such powerful little devices that it it works um for such things and if you want the only thing is that if you want the really good experience the low latency i'm not going to get sick from this unless you have certain motion sickness issues already then you you will still get sick from this probably but <laughs> for the most part if you keep it to a a higher powered low latency kind of situation you are much less likely to get sick because what causes the motion sickness is your brain is looking at how fast you're moving and sensing how fast you're moving and yet doesn't feel like it's moving at that same distance or... Oh, so it gives you that kind of... So it's a disconnect between what your body's experiencing and what you're seeing and so... Or hearing sometimes. So that's what causes the motion sickness to begin with. So if you have a lower latency and it's not like as jarring to you, it is more likely to be a, a pleasant experience. But yeah, so that's kind of the basics of what virtual reality is. And like you said, it can be used for so many things. But of course, yeah, I'm... part of the adoption issue is the um, getting the equipment because you can't just put this on your computer and have another application you have to have the headset yeah. or the glasses or the what have you that are required and, and it kind of is still in the uh i would i would say it's in the late early adapter phase right, right. Now. and these so, things are expensive enough that it's uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a stretch to get it fully adapted but i could see well i know colleges um or not colleges, universities, especially are are leaning toward this for some of the uh, more sciencey stuff. So medical doctors, for sure. Uh, like I said, with the surgery kind of applications, training on that, and then even in um, astrophysics, you can do a lot of exploration, quote unquote, of the universe, and uh, it can help you with some of the computations, even, which is kind of bizarre to me. Um, or, you know, just like you can have the, for like school children, having that experience of being like, you're back in dinosaur days, you get to wander the earth or whatever. Like, 
So yeah, I'm I'm all about the educational applications of these. I'm excited to see where that goes. And if we can get them low enough price to really be a thing to use, you know? Yeah, and not just have it be by some fringe, you know, department or school or something. You think a French department is going to use Oculus Rift? No, fringe. F-R-I-N-G-E. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know how you learned French, oh, but man. I learned it on the Oculus Rift. <laughs> Where I could practically smell the croissant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> you have had a tiring it, day. It, yeah, it's been a week. As always, if you have any questions or want to chat us, leave us a note. You can always email us at servicethpodcast at gmail.com. Or reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook or what have you. If you really liked what we do, please leave us a review. We need those good, good Apple podcast reviews especially, but anywhere else you can leave a review is most appreciated. And uh, if you have the extra cash laying around and like what we do, you can also support us over on patreon.com and get some of the ridiculous goofs from our episodes <laughs> from which this from this episode there'll be a few so if you're a patreon member you get to hear those please share us with anyone you think is a podcast freak an addict and needs just one more <laughs> that's like me and everyone else i know right i appreciate all of our listeners who take the time to listen to us ramble about random technology yeah that's what i appreciate about you yes no, no letter, no letter, Kenny. Nope. Sorry. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, some some fan out there is like, ah. <laughs> and that one person, I'll be happy. There with. you go. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm Kim, and, and we, we are, are your, your techie, techie friends. friends.